0: I love it. You were despairing, you were high, and you were drunk, and you just all called up to God. It's beautiful, because He just takes us right where we are. Good day, everybody. This is Carter Conlon, and I'm here at our Bible school in Grantville, Pennsylvania, called Summit International School of Ministry. And today, I'm in studio with three wonderful young people that have made the choice to come here and study for two years and to deepen their walk and their understanding and relationship with god i have vanessa from montreal she's 23 years old and she has a diploma in theater from canada also alphonse from kenya he's 35 years old and he's a, a medical technician by profession and daniel who's 22 he's a graduate of youth challenge in his home community and they're both they're all here today and they're here to share the wonderful stories of what God has done in each one of their lives. So welcome. Glad that you can be part uh, of the program today. It's great to have you here. Vanessa, so I'm going to start with you and just uh, give us uh, your three-minute version of uh, how did you come to Christ? And then um, how did it lead you to where you are today? Just tell us your story.
1: Sure thing. So I was um, I grew up in a Christian home. Um, but I did walk away from the Lord uh, around the age of fifteen, and from the age of seventeen, I became an alcoholic um so from then on, uh, I made many, many mistakes uh but there was one day uh where I had drunk myself, I guess almost to death, and I really felt the Lord calling out to me that day, and i all I could do was sing worship songs and so I was just singing on top we were we went to a mountain with me and my friends, and we decided to drink there and um, I just put worship music out loud and I was singing and I'm sure I looked crazy when I was doing so, but um, I was singing um, knowing that he was hearing me. Um, and a few days after that, I decided to go to my brother's church and there was where the pastor gave uh, his testimony of uh, clubbing and drinking and how every day he would come home um, asking God not to take his life away, uh, considering the things that he was doing. And I couldn't believe that I wasn't even meant to be in that service. I went to that service. I called in sick at work. I gave them an excuse for why I couldn't be there and I just showed up. And he felt that the Lord told him that day specifically um, to say his testimony. And after hearing it, I, uh, I wanted to hold back and I wasn't actually going to go and receive Christ, um, until he called the worship band up and they were playing the song reckless love, which, um, the lyrics say, um, I couldn't earn it and I don't deserve it, but still he gives himself away. Mm-hmm. And I broke down and I walked to the front and I received Christ as my Lord and personal savior, um, so that's how I came to Christ.
0: And how, how old were you when this happened?
1: I was twenty. Yeah.
0: So you've only been a you, you, well, you have you you knew Christ in, in your youth, mm-hmm. but you really came back. You've, you rededicated your life at the age of uh, of twenty,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and now you're twenty three. Now looking at you today in the studio, you're so clear eyed. Uh, you, you you look to me like you've been raised in the church all your life. You look like you've never, uh, you've never walked away from God. And, and, you know, a lot of times, because Christ does such a thorough work in each mm-hmm. of our lives, we have to actually take our, your testimony by faith, in yeah. a sense, because <laughs> you don't look like somebody that became an alcoholic by, mm. se- by the age of 17, yeah. which is only six years ago. Yeah. And God's done a miraculous work in your life. And of course, now you're, you're studying. What's your, what's your goal right now for the, for the days today and for tomorrow after you graduate from the school?
1: I think I have a lot of things in mind, um, but coming to Summit has really allowed me to open up uh, in writing. So I love to write songs, and I'm hoping that that's something that will come about as the Lord has put that on my heart um, even before I was saved. Um, But other than that, I know that I just want to travel and tell the gospel. I I don't know how the Lord is going to open the door for that. I've always felt called to the States, but I'm not sure if that's where he wants me. All I know is that whatever the Lord's plan is, I will follow. So um, I'm really unsure (laughs) of where I'm going. I think today I'm just um, glad to be in a school where I'm learning um, and where I can just be myself and grow. Like this is where we can make our mistakes Mm -hmm. and fall and pick ourselves up. But that's how I'm taking my every day. I really, I'm not sure about the future. All I know is that the Lord is guiding me.
0: Yeah, and uh, you know, this is a Bible school. And... um a lot of young people that might be listening today, they, they think that, wow, I got to be perfect to go to Bible school. I have to have it all together. I've got to have a clean track record, you know, because Bible school, I'm going to be the only one there that, that is, is this train wreck of a life that's coming to learn about God. <laughs> but the beauty of it all is uh, even in the day of waiting yesterday, you know, where, where the uh, students here are just learning to seek God, learning to hear his voice, just learning to sit in his presence and let God begin to speak. You, We all become aware that there's a lot of train wrecks. Yeah. Uh, and, and people by train wreck, I mean, people have just studied, uh, uh struggled with just real life issues, yeah. Yeah. real, real life things mm-hmm. like discouragement, disappointment, um, entrapment, whatever it is. And, you know, where, where you, you're, you're, the devil would try to convince you that you don't have a future. There's no reason to go on with God. You're a, you're a failure and a hypocrite. So just go and, you know, keep drinking the rest of your life. But thank God you made the choice. Well, actually, God moved on your heart. You responded to it, and uh, you have such incredible giftings. You're a wonderful musician and singer and songwriter, and I'm just so thankful that you're here and that uh, you're learning who you are in Christ, which is really what we teach at this school, and uh, you're learning to hear His voice. You know, one of the beauties about uh, Summit and this particular Bible school is that we're unplugged, which means that if you attend this school, you put away your your cell phone and your computer and all these devices. The only computer you'll ever see for two years is in the library when you do your assignments. <laughs> you know? And a lot of young people think they're gonna die without their phone because they're so addicted to it, only to find out that you don't. And I've known some people that have graduated, gone into ministry and not gone back to their cell phones mm-hmm. other than to make calls right. uh, because they realize the addictive uh, factor that's involved in uh, uh, the media today, and yeah. a lot of the media devices and so. I know you're going to do well because you have a sincerity and it will, it will get you through uh, all of your days. And now, uh, Alphonse, uh, you come to us all the way from Kenya. Yes. Now, uh, first of all, were you able to get a visa to come in to uh, – because there were almost no visas issued for for any school, really, uh, this, this past year. Well,
2: I've been in America – it's going to be four years now. Mm-hmm. And I was here uh, before I got saved, actually. Okay. Yeah, okay. so um, when I – what my family we were actually catholic but we were kind of like a doubling like it's tradition and catholic like we were into some really traditional stuff i don't want to go into the details but like i would call it voodoo but Mm -hmm. we were doing kind of everything Mm -hmm. so i think that also drew me away from christ like seeing the catholic church and seeing what we're doing at home is so different and um, needless to say, like we had like a picture of the Pope in our house, it was just f- funny to me. And just growing up, and and science and logic, all of this stuff uh, put together, just drew me away from God. I was like, I knew there was a God; those the knowledge of God, but there was no sense or feeling of God. Mm-hmm. So for me, my salvation started with a prayer, like a sincere prayer. And I just I pray for everything nowadays. Like everything I do, I just pray before. <laughs> And um, so I was hurt. Like, my, my family, like, we went through a lot. My dad was sick. And then after that, he passed away. My mom was sick. She passed away. And I used to be, like, this really selfish guy. Like, I, I got three jobs. It was all about the money. Just It was just about me. Mm-hmm. And I lost that just in an instant. Like, it was all gone. You know, you can imagine you, you you can't shower. You can't go to the bathroom. You're homeless. Like, this is nothing. You have nothing. And from that, I just fell down to my knees and I prayed. I prayed since, because I've been hearing about this Jesus. Okay, so I went to my closet. I was reading Matthew, and it says, if you pray in secret in your closet, mm-hmm. he will reveal himself to you. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to do it. So I go to the closet. I kneel down, and I pray this sincere prayer, and I say, Jesus, like if you're there, just reveal yourself to me. Mm-hmm. And it was like a, I don't know, I can't explain it. It was like a sense. It was like pow, everything was just, <laughs> and he showed me everything in my life that I went through that he was there. Like even nowadays, I'm walking, I'm like, how did I live without Christ all these years? Mm-hmm. But he was there. Like he showed me all oh, that time you almost died in a car accident. That was me. That time you fell off a cliff, that was me. I was there with you at that moment. Mm, mm. And it, it was just like the sense came. I, I, I didn't just know the knowledge that, yes, God comforts you, but I felt it. Like it was just a feeling and everything was lifted up and it was so amazing. And after that, it's just been a supernatural walk. From that it's just been an amazing walk for me. So, Well,
0: you know, here's a thought that came to me while you're speaking, Alphonse, that, you know, a lot of people have the impression that it's kind of just the losers yeah. that come to Christ, okay? Yeah. It's people that have lost everything, they've become addicted, or they're, you know, they're just like, so, so it's not really a, a religion for winners, it's a religion for losers. Yeah. But I want to tell you, it's, it's God that takes away our trust in other things, yeah. Because he has called us to be winners in his kingdom. Yeah. You see, the, we don't realize that we're actually losing out on eternal life. We're losing out on the life that could give. So technically, we are losers outside of the kingdom of God. That's and true. God, in his mercy, <laughs> yeah. takes, it, he takes away the false peace that yeah. the alcohol gives, yeah. the false peace that three jobs will give you, yeah. or the sense of this is what my future is going to be. Yeah. And because he knows that your heart will respond, in his mercy... He just takes it all away yeah. and leaves you in a place where you call out to Him as you did. And then, as you say, boom, yeah. suddenly <laughs> this this revelation yeah. hits you of who God is. Yeah. And now, now you're becoming the person that God has called you to be. As a matter of fact, that God actually destined you to be. Yeah. These other things became a distraction. Yeah. And it's really only in Christ that we become, you know, the winner, may I put it that way, that God's called us to be. Yeah. Now you were a medical technician. Yeah. Uh, tell me, like, how did you get to Summit? What brought you here?
2: Wow, that's a, a really good story. It's another supernatural story because. Um so finally, I could afford a computer and Wi-Fi and I started watching summons on YouTube and I was listening to you actually and you were talking about discipleship and you were there and like I could just sense the Holy Spirit speaking through you and And you talked about the, the school and I usually don't go to my computer after I hear someone say something, but that day I was like, okay, let, let's see and I, I flipped my computer open. And I go, and they're accepting applications. I'm like, wow, coincidence? I don't think so, right? And I, I start applying, and then I remember, no, you got to pray. So I closed my laptop, and I prayed about it. And, you know, it was like a week or two. I was praying, and I said, God, if you want me to go to that school, you'll send me a sign. And I get a text message saying, oh, you did, your, your application is halfway. Would you like to complete it? At first, I was like, God, oh, no, maybe just, you know, another message. I put my phone back in my pocket. And then on Monday, I get another text message, like, uh, kindly, uh, if you do want to finish your application, just do it. If if you don't, it's okay. And I was like, okay, this is the sign. And I applied. And lo and behold, I am here, seated today. And it, for me, it's just a miracle. Like, it's mm. just been...
0: What, what do you see in your future now, Alphonse? Does, has God already spoken anything to your heart? Or uh, do you see something ahead of you?
2: Well, um, for me, I really trust in him. I don't look for tomorrow. But... I love my job. I love, uh, I work in an assisted living facility with older people Mm -hmm. and I just love it because I used to like, uh, do like dialysis and all this and Although I loved, like, knowing all the nitty-gritties of the kidney and all this medical stuff, it fascinated me. But just walking in an assisted living facility, seeing that old person smile, just helping them tie their shoelaces. Uh, people take it for granted, but they can't do it. And they say, like, thank you, thank They're so happy about it, and it's like... I just love that. And I just believe God led me there for a reason, you know. And we just laugh together. And some of them don't even remember because they suffer from Alzheimer's or dementia. But... I would crack the same joke every day and they'll still laugh at the same joke. Uh, I I do that. I do that. I've been doing that for years. I mean, (laughs) And it's just awesome just to see them happy and smiling and just helping them. So I love that. But whatever God calls me to, uh, I'll be willing to do that. Well,
0: one of the things that we teach here at this Bible school is that uh, you are a minister no matter what profession you're in. You know, one of the fallacies of Bible school uh, sometimes that people have in their minds is that... Uh, ministry is being in a pulpit somewhere yeah. or a, being a missionary on a foreign field. They don't realize that uh, all of us, every one of us as believers in Christ are called as ministers of the gospel, wherever we are. So I just, yeah. I love the fact, I'm hoping these folks are older than me. I'm 67, <laughs> are they? Yeah, um, yes, okay. they are. <laughs> I can still tie my shoelaces so far. Yeah. You know, that, that may change in the future, but uh, I do hope if I ever have to be in a facility, I hope that you're there and we get to let, you could tell me the same joke every day, <laughs> and I'll, I'll, I'll uh, tell you mine too as well. So uh, I just so thank God for, for young people like yourself, Alphonse and uh, Vanessa and Daniel, who, who make the choice to say, I, I want to live for God and I want to know who this God is that I'm living for. I want to know who I am in him. I want to fully understand what, it, what the cross, what did the cross do for me? How does that affect my life? Uh, I'm promised an abundant life in Christ. What is that? What does it look like? Uh, what's, the, what's the way to get there? How do, how do I understand this? And, and thank God you're here because it will deliver you from ever striving to try to please God when you've already pleased him in Christ Jesus or try to, you know, gain favor with God when you can't gain any more favor than sitting with Christ at the right hand of God. I mean, this is yeah. truly amazing. I, this is a great school in a sense for that, for ministry. Now, yes. Daniel, you're 22 years of age. What, What yes, is sir. the town you came from? Where did you come from? Uh,
3: Sulphur, Louisiana. Actually. Okay.
0: Yes, sir. Sulphur, so. Louisiana? Yep. Okay. And, uh, so how did you, how did you get here? How did you find Christ? Tell us a little bit about your story.
3: All right. Well, um, I come from a pretty broken home. I was raised by my single mother for the most part. And, um, at an early age, I felt a real brokenness inside. And, um, this led on as the older I got and I began experimenting with drugs and, um, and, um, as middle school began, I was, you know, I began doing drugs and high school comes and, um, I really didn't know my identity. I didn't know who I was or I had a lot of concern and worry and fear and anxiety that I that caused me to reach for those things. And so high school comes and um, I begin experimenting with harder things, pills and uh, Xanax in particular that calm anxiety. And I was I found that and I was like, this is the this is what I need. And at first it was a. Uh, It was something that I really felt like I needed, and it began to spiral. And by the time I know it, I'm in 11th grade, uh, addicted to heroin and taking Xanax and um, skipping school. I was living with a stripper at the time, actually, and just all kinds of of nasty things that I was taking place in that I didn't see anything wrong with it. It was just the way that I was living life. And um, I get kicked out of school my senior year, and uh, the drugs were— Becoming more, they were everything to me at this point. And um, you know, the back of my hand, I have scars from the cigarettes that we'd smoke, and we would we would nod out of consciousness on heroin. And I look at my hands today, and I just think, you know, I shouldn't be alive. I overdosed, um, woke up in the hospital bed, and I just remember the first thought was, why am I still alive? I was angry. I wanted to go, and this intensified, and and I was so lifeless, broken, empty you know burnt bridges with everyone close to me um i was a horrible person (laughs) thief would steal from you know if you were next to me you know four years ago i would have i would have you know i would have seen what i could have got and that was just Mm -hmm. who i was at the time Mm -hmm. and so um yeah i wanted uh this got really it it first started as like a party thing you know we're having fun i'm feeling good and then it intent to bondage and i was a slave to drugs and they were everything to me uh Everything, every ounce of Daniel at that time wanted drugs. And so further down the road, it's it, it, like I said, it spiraled downward. And uh, I burned every bridge with every person I had. And uh, at 18, actually, I, I went to—I was kicked out of school, so I went to the Youth Challenge program. And that's where I got my GD. but that's also where the gospel of Jesus Christ was planted in my heart. Mm-hmm. And I remember I would hear them mm-hmm. share— about they're free from addiction today. They're free. And I and I remember sitting there thinking, there's no way. But if that's real, I want that. Mm-hmm. And in my head at that time, I was like, this can't be real. There's no way. Further down the road, uh, two years later or so, I found myself suicidal, alone in a place, a disgusting home, rat-infested, roach-infested, mold, just disgust. And, um, you know, I wanted to end my life. And I had one guy, one friend that— that I didn't I didn't uh, burn that bridge yet somehow. And he would come and he was a recent born-again Christian, uh-huh. and he would come talk to me about the gospel. This
0: is only two years ago, right? Uh two and a half, three yeah, okay. years. Yes, sir. All right.
3: So he would come and um he would talk to me about the gospel. And at the time in the state that I was in, I didn't care what he had to say. I just wanted somebody to sit with me and talk with me. And him sitting there in that place with me regardless of what he said, showed me a lot more than I think he knew. And a few weeks down the road of that happening, I um, the Holy Spirit fell on me, and I told him, I said, "We we need to pray. And <laughs> I kid you not, I think I was actually high at the time, and I said, we need to pray. And I, we, he prays first and then I follow behind and um, we're sitting in his vehicle at the time and the spirit fell on me and I Amen. confessed I was a sinner in need of a savior I, <laughs> I accept you Jesus Christ for dying for me and I accept you as my Lord and, and um, that, that day my life was drastically changed That's, that week after I, I went into a drug rehab and because I knew I needed help um, and I began reading the Bible and praying every night yeah. I get out, um, yeah. go to a sober living home, and, and 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 just seeking God with men who just wanted to be sober and free from that. And I'm and I'm in there, and I know I have something that others don't at this point because I knew. The change just from after rehab was was unreal. People were like, "Wow, I can't believe the way you're talking." I truly am today a new creation.
2: Hallelujah. I am wow. made
3: new, and that and it can't awesome. be made up. It's it's <laughs> supernatural what happened, and the man that I am today is only
0: by the grace of God. Uh, as I, as I said to uh, Vanessa, we got to take it. You know, we've got to take it by faith, because we see the young man you are today. We see what God, and uh, you know. In the natural, I would assume that you've been walking with God for 10 years, but it's oh. only been about two years or so. Yes. Now, just tell me, how did you get here? How did that happen? <laughs> well, so um, me and my friend, after I was living with,
3: in the sober living, my friend that actually God used to bring me to Christ, we were living together at the time. And um, we began watching many sermons and. and through these sermons we found out that um there was a bible school and my friend actually found out there was a bible school in pennsylvania and so i'm thinking you know yes god save me but there's no way i'd go to school you know i was like that's too far like so i i just <laughs> i just applied i was like you know what i'm just gonna apply i'll just apply i get accepted and i'm like wow okay this is a real possibility and i and so i found out there was scholarship so i applied for a scholarship i get a scholarship. And so I was like, okay, I just I could really this is a real possibility, and it only and so, so I applied, and then um, so bef, so I applied, and then uh, a few weeks before the first day of summit, I, I hadn't I hadn't come up with the money needed for the rest of the tuition, and three days before the first day of school. I was at a friend's house and explaining to him why I was heartbroken and why I really wanted to go to Summit and why I was just hurt that I couldn't go due to finances. There was a man in the room. I'd never met him in my life. And he's hearing me talking. He's looking at me, and I'm just not thinking anything of it. I'm like, why why is this man staring at me? But I don't mind what I'm saying. He can look all he wants. And... After I get done telling my friend about how I was hurt and why I couldn't come to school, uh, this man that's looking at me says, uh, what if I told you I'd pay the rest of your tuition and buy you a plane ticket? This is three days, mind you, before the first <laughs> oh, day of Summit.
0: Goodness. So, oh, my goodness. Yeah. I didn't
3: believe him at all. Yeah. And next thing you know, I'm here
0: today. Praise <laughs> God. You know, I've I preached this for years. You know, if anyone is in Christ, they become a new creation. Mm-hmm. And th- you start... On a journey that only God can take you on, and our message becomes our message becomes similar to the prodigal son. you know the story that Jesus told about the young man who just took his life and just kind of blew it he just took, he just went away from his father and he just spent it on himself and ended up in a in a pigsty really is where he ended up and for of course a Jewish boy in this parable, that would be the worst thing you could possibly it'd be the thing you would hate the most. And there you are, living in that place. And when he got up and he came home, uh it's supernaturally, uh, he 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 comes home and he he finds himself covered and empowered and received and sees the father throw a party over his life. And then you know I've often said uh, as I've spoken on this, uh, what do you think his message was after? You know, like we're we're learning theology right here, which is great. But his message was, you got to meet my dad, right? You know what I mean? mean, And that that's our message in a sense to this generation. You guys, you just have to meet Jesus. You have to meet my heavenly Father. You've got to. He he took me out of my uh, confusion, out of my addiction, out of my. My hopelessness and or the pathway I was on that was going to lead me to an an eternity without God, and he he brought me into the place that his his Word tells me he will. He says I've not I've, I've come to not just give you life, but to give it to you abundantly, more abundantly, and in, in other words, a life that only God can give. And I, I don't know if there's young people listening to this podcast today, and and if if you know somebody that should be listening, you should get them to come in. From the beginning and watch this all over again and hear these these are true stories these are not just made up for the camera i didn't even know these stories uh, i knew a little bit but i didn't know the full stories before we even did this interview today but you've got to understand especially this generation that you have a hope you have a future god is real mm-hmm. jesus christ is the son of god mm-hmm. he did come into this world to get you He loved you so much that he went to a cross and he endured a horrific betrayal and beating and death so that the price for the wrong things that we have done, which the Bible calls sin, could be forgiven. That by opening our heart to him, he said, if you you open your heart, I will come in and I will be your God. And and with this coming into our lives of God comes in uh, the power of God and the pathway of God as well as just the 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 future that God offers there's so many young people today that are that are on the edge of suicide because they don't see a future your your future is in God your future is in Jesus Christ and so it's been so wonderful today to be here with Vanessa and and Alphonse and Daniel and just hear their stories we all have a story who've come to Christ so my invitation to you is why don't you get a story? <laughs> you know, why don't you just step out of wherever you are and, and believe that, like Alphonse said, there's something better than just having three jobs and a lot of money. Mm-hmm. There's something better, as Vanessa says, than just uh, being on a mountaintop drinking and wondering what your future is going to be, just uh, despondent and despairing. And as, as you just heard from Daniel, uh, there's something better than living in uh, rat-infested, roach-infested houses, doing drugs, and uh, stealing from everybody you know and wondering, in a sense, why you're even still alive. I mean, so here we are sitting at a table reading with miracles, all attributed to God, all, all of us attributed to God. And my invitation to you is this could be your miracle today, too, as well. You don't have to wait till tomorrow. And you can do what Alphonse didn't say. God, if you're real, would you just show me who you are? You can, You can, you can come back to God. Uh, you know, like, I I love it. You were despairing. You were high and you were drunk and you just all (laughs) called up to God. (laughs) It's beautiful because he just takes us right where we are. I remember in my own life, I, I, I had heard this. I was a police officer and I had heard this truth from another police officer. I didn't, I wasn't an easy convert. He had to keep at me for quite a long time. But one day I pulled over on the side of the road, 1978, May 12th. 3.20 3.20 in the afternoon, you can tell I'm the next cop I remember all these <laughs> details. And I, here's my the prayer, the guy who was talking to me was a Royal Canadian Mounted Policeman, his name was Irv. This was my prayer. I said, Lord Jesus, if, if what Irv has told me is the truth, then I invite you into my life to be my Lord and my Savior. And that was it, that was my prayer. I put my car in drive, I went and worked my shift, didn't feel a thing, nothing. You know, some people say they feel tingly or whatever. I didn't feel anything, nothing. I worked my regular shift. I actually forgot about what I'd prayed, went home, went to bed. And I've told this story hundreds of times. The next morning when I got up, as soon as my feet touched the floor, I I, I just kind of rolled over on the edge of my bed, put my feet on the floor. I knew that I was a different man. Something had happened to me. I, did, I couldn't explain what had happened. I know today theologically what happened. The Holy Spirit of God came and took up residence inside of my life. My sin was forgiven, and I was now in relationship with God for the first time in my life. The Bible calls that born again by the Spirit of God. The old things, the the old person that I was had ceased now to reign and rule in my life, and a new life had begun because Jesus Christ was now at the center of my heart. And so this is my invitation to you. It's no deeper than admitting that you need a savior, believing that Christ died for you in your place, and just calling out to him and saying, Jesus, I, I just make you my Lord today. Don't don't make it difficult because it isn't. You saw that today. It's not. <laughs> I love the fact that Daniel, you were high in the car and the Lord <laughs> met you. I love the fact, you know. I love the fact that Essa, you're up on top of a mountain and uh You know, as I used to say, half snorkered and, you know, putting on worship music. But God saw it. God saw it. That's the point. That's the point. So you don't have to be perfect to come to. He didn't die for perfect people. He died for people who need a Savior. And I I tell you, it's a beautiful life that God gives to those who turn to him. You will suddenly have purpose. You'll have meaning in your life. You'll have a future. And you'll have abilities and giftings that God says he will give to you to do the things that will now be in your heart to do, in a sense, because God will put it in your heart to do it, and he will give you the gifts to do it. I hope I live long enough to see what all of you are going to accomplish in Christ, you know, or what Christ's gonna do, because I think it's gonna be great. I really do, I really feel, because I see the presence of God, I hear his voice in your voice, and I know that God is going to do something really phenomenal in your lives. So for the sake of those that are listening, Today I'm going to ask each of you, starting with you, Vanessa, just to pray a, a one-minute prayer uh, for anybody out there that's listening right now, and maybe you just look into the camera and you keep your eyes open and just pray and just say, just ask them what's on your heart for those that might be listening to us today.
1: So dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you uh, for this beautiful moment that we got to share together that we know is not going to come out void, but we know that you're speaking to someone right now, Lord God, who might be in the same position as I was, God, who had an addiction, who uh, was enslaved to things that they were never meant to be enslaved to, and we just pray right now that you... uh, Just touch their lives, Lord God, in a way that they never thought possible. That you um, show them who you are, Lord God, in their darkest places. If they're in the room right now, in their car, wherever they're listening to this, I just pray right now that they feel your presence, that they feel your love, that they feel your passion for them, Lord God, and that they know that you're fighting for them. And I just pray, Lord God, that they um, pray that simple prayer, Lord Jesus, even if it's just, help me, because you hear us in those times when um, we feel far from you, when we feel like we have nothing else, when we feel. like no one else is listening, Lord God, the same way I felt on top of that mountain. Lord, you, you heard me. You heard me when I was singing to you and you heard Daniel and you heard Alphonse and I know that you're gonna hear whoever's calling out to you today. So I pray right now um, that those of you, Lord Jesus, those who are feeling depressed suicidal who are feeling addicted who even if it's the smallest thing even if they don't have an innate sin this thing that they've done before lord god i just pray that right now they call out to you in their despair or wherever they are lord god and that you meet them thank and you jesus, thank you, jesus. Yes. hallelujah
3: Daniel? dear heavenly father god i thank you so much lord for saving me and i just pray that whoever's watching this podcast will realize and understand that if there's breath in our lungs there's hope there if we're alive God you can do what no man thought could be done you saved daniel D's and I know that you can save whoever is watching this podcast no matter the depth or depth of their sin or where they're at in life or the drugs they're addicted to or their mindset if there's breath in lung if there is breath in their lungs there's hope and God I pray that you will touch whoever's watching this Lord Jesus thank you The same Jesus that died on the cross to bear my sins and my guilt and my shame of my past is the same Jesus that can save you today. I thank you, Lord, for giving me this opportunity to share. And God, I just thank you. And I just pray that you will touch whoever's watching this to show that you are true, that you are real, that Jesus Christ is our savior and that he will save and set free. It might not be easy, it might not be quick, but he will do what no one thinks can be done. And I'm a living testimony of this. And I say all these things in Jesus' mighty name, amen.
2: Heavenly Father, just come before you saying thank you for this opportunity that we have, God. I just pray, God, that anybody who's listening to this, God, even if it's just one person, God, that they might come to you, Father. They might know that you are opening up your arms and just accepting them, God. You say that anybody who comes to you, there's no way you would cast them out, God. And I hope that they 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 follow or they hear your voice, God, I thank you so much that you've even given us these stories. These are not our stories, but yes, it is God. your testimony through our lives, God. And I just pray anybody who's out there, God, that they might know that you're real, that you love them, God, and with everything that you gave your son to be here to to, to die for our sins, God. I thank you so much in Jesus' name.
0: Amen. 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 And this is Carter Collin one more time from our Bible School Summit international school of ministry that's summit pa.org if you want to check us out uh, i hope this has been an encouragement to you remember that jesus loves you and that you are needed you are needed for the kingdom of god not only loved but needed think about that god bless you we'll talk to you again soon